0: Welcome back to another week of In The Abyss um, after, what, a two, three week break. Um, I'm sure we've been greatly missed. Some of us have been away on a holiday, getting a bit hot and sweaty uh, in, a, in a desolate wasteland in the Midlands, but um, it, 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 was, it was worth it. Um, how's everybody doing? I just yeah, want
1: to say to all my disciples out there, but I never signed off on three weeks off. It wasn't <laughs> my idea. I wanted to keep going, but no, I was undermined. Okay, words need to be spread. Okay, so you need to apologize to our listeners for depriving them of me for three weeks.
0: I'm not going to apologize to anybody, to be quite honest with you. Sometimes you just need to be reined in a little bit. So (laughs) it was worth it. And you're right.
2: All good. Yeah, I have Guinness. Nice. I have had a shower and food and three weeks of opinions during. So it's gonna be a good one
0: tonight. All right, well, let's let's see. Wolf- Wolfman, how are your feet? Feet, uh, now. feet are very sore. Well, they're, they're, they're better now. But
3: yeah, as uh, we'll probably talk about later, I was a bit of a bit of a, a worse. I was like, oh, my feet are. And I had to sit down constantly. <laughs> it was really embarrassing.
0: Yeah, that's, was that's, not just, that's, old? that's not just a That's not just general complaint. So me and me and Wolfman spent last weekend at um, a Bloodstock. Uh, we made the the short pilgrimage north to the Midlands um, for a very very hot and sweaty weekend, and that's not because we shared a tent and did weird things, no. um, which we didn't. No, I'd just like to ask you know you did separate tents. You know, I tried to get in, but he kept holding the zip down, so I couldn't. Um, what into the tent or his pants? Well, you know, I'll, I'll leave that to your imagination. But, um, but yeah we, we got up there on Thursday. Um, we got there nice and early. You know, they they opened the gates early which was good. I think they were letting people in by about half 10 in the morning. It was already really hot. So it did make life better. But we'll um we'll talk about the bands and we'll talk about the weather obviously and, and the facilities and prices and all the stuff that's the sort of usually spoken about with the festival. But generally it was um it was a pretty mm. it was a pretty positive experience all round really. I think my first time at Bloodstock for 10 years and it's it has come a long way in that time. So Kieran, it's your first time, wasn't it? Yeah, it's my first one. Yeah. So yeah. um so we'll we'll start off talking about you know the 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 festival in general, really, and things like the the facilities and dealing with the heat and and things so how did you find it, Kieran, for your first time there?
2: Yeah, great.
3: I think it was I I likened it to the festival, the Ramblin' Man Festival in terms of size and just it was um yeah it was, it was a nice crowd there wasn't any like deckheads there which was nice um and yeah facilities were great it was like i think they they handled the heat pretty. Uh, they always yeah it, i think they were very good with looking after everyone i think everyone was smart and look and made sure that they weren't in the sun constantly give us yeah. there's nobody like flat out with sunstroke or like dying anywhere so <laughs> considering of how hot it was i mean to be fair i th- I thought at one point, I thought if it gets any hotter or they would have cancelled it, potentially postponed it for a short time. I don't know, but probably would have lost a lot of money doing that. So.
0: I've seen a few grumbles on social media about, about how they've dealt with the heat and that. But I think, you know, they mm-hmm. did put up extra shelters. They did put in extra water points. Um, you know, they didn't they didn't grumble. about it. And like you said, didn't see many people that look like lobsters. Yeah, you no know, apparently the um the the welfare tent dealt with a few people over the weekend for heat stroke and things, but nothing, nothing major. I think it just got so hot that people were actually sensible. I mean, we every day we didn't really start drinking until into the evening, did we? We, we yeah, didn't drink water all day because there was there was no other choice.
3: Yeah, I think we were, and we drank God knows how much. Amount. I think I was about on six or eight liters of water a day or something. Yeah. It was yeah. just so nuts. It was, it's a, and it made a much more enjoyable spirit experience. I think well. Yeah, like,
0: it, it, it probably did. And going back to talking about um, about the general vibe and the general attitudes, I think the the atmosphere was was brilliant. There was no yeah. dick edge. There was nobody shoving through the crowd to get down to the pit and all that kind of thing. It was it was a really you know positive, laid back, happy and enjoyable atmosphere.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. You know? so, so, I think
2: the um, water access was pretty pretty good. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was. There were long queues in the arena. To be fair, but that's they, they could have put in another twenty water points in the arena, and there still would have been long queues. Yeah, you know, that's,
2: I mean, that's a great example because I mean, I, I haven't watched it yet, but the Bloodstock, Bloodstock Woodstock documentary,
0: yeah,
2: ninety yeah. nine one, I, yeah. from what I recall, one of the big. Um, Big things that kicked it off was the fact it was a very hot weekend. Yeah. And there were no free water points over there. They were charging ridiculous amounts for water. So yeah,
0: it yeah, went up to about twelve dollars for a bottle of water by the end of the weekend, yeah. I think. So that's definitely worth watching for anybody who's listening that hasn't watched that yet. This on Netflix oh, now, is yeah. it's definitely worth seeing.
3: I made sure I didn't watch it before we went to Budstock because it was, <laughs> it was a, I was a little bit worried to be honest, just before we were going. I thought. But but mind you, no offense to American people, they do have no common sense generally and so <laughs> <laughs> it's a sweeping statement sorry but you, you know i mean it, I mean, it, it was i mean oh, and the sheer scale of it obviously and I yeah, have, yeah no disrespect obviously there were many there were people that died at this event as well so sorry about that i that was a little bit a little bit harsh so anyway
0: i think uh, i think you know what the size is a fair point because bloodstock's nice and small i mean <laughs> even though we were you know camped a fair bit back in the fields it was yeah it was never a long walk back to the tent because we had a water point nearest on the campsite and, yeah. you know, so it was, the water was I think quite cold as well, which was nice.
1: That's yeah. a good point about the size because, like, so, for, I mean, Vacking's got quite big now, but it's not the same scale as, like, Redding or Glastonbury. I mean, like, I mean, yeah. they, those are, like, kind of things where, with Redding especially, because I think Redding does try and get – put things on that are kind of more to the alternative end of the spectrum like they've had Maiden and Metallica and whatnot there and Slipknot as well for example but like it's almost like you're putting your eggs in one basket and by having such a wide range of bands you are going to attract a much wider array of people and then you are going to have knob ends yeah um and um yeah Reading Reading when it's full is massive it's yeah and it does get pricey and like, you know, and you've got people who are just like really trying to maximize the profit there. I mean, like I think I've been to download a few times, but I've only ever done the weekend in 2005. And, you know, the, the, seeing the bands there was cool. And, you know, you're at Donington and at the same time, everything else about it was just like, I, I feel like I'm just getting rinsed. Yeah. The food was shit. The, the beer was shit. Everything was shit, but it was overpriced. You know, you couldn't bring anything in. Um, that's what gets on my nerves. If if people want to bring beer into the into their campsite, let let them.
0: The camp okay. the campsite, you're fine. It was it was taking alcohol into the arena that wasn't allowed. But I no, I I just had hip flask <coughs> in my pocket and took that in. And we, you never got searched, they only searched bags. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like mm-hmm. search someone if they look like they're carrying a weapon, although yeah.
1: why would you at uh, first of all? But it's, mm-hmm. you know, if someone's got a bit of like vodka in a plastic bottle, just let it go. You know, yeah, there's exactly. bigger things, yeah. more yeah. important things in enough. And if you, if you from what you've heard about the heat. Anyone drinking spirits or hard liquor in that heat is a fucking idiot.
0: During the day, it was just it was just a no go. I mean, don't get me wrong; there were plenty of people drinking through the day, you know. But I, I'm I'm so glad we didn't try and go down that route of pissing it up all day because yeah. it would I think it would have made it a much worse experience. Yeah,
1: I've I've never really done that. Like to be honest, like get getting drunk at a festival. I mean, I, I've done other things, but not <laughs> not beer. You know, I, I don't know. It's just because like. You know, if you get like really stoned, for example, you're not going to w- really wake up the next day with a beastly hangover. And I, I would, you know, I would, I would hate to have like a really bad hangover at a festival.
0: Hair of the dog, motherfucker. Hair of the dog. It's all about. Yeah, yeah. I every every night we went to the um to the after party in the in the Sophie tent, and um, you know, and had a good few drinks a night when it was cooler. And and I think, all in all, it, it was it was better that way. We're all grown up and sensible now, and in our 40s so you know, try to act like it most. <laughs> or grown up, at least. Most, what most you should have design. done, what you
1: should have done is taking your phone and a portable microphone, hot a hotspotted some stuff and done a fucking episode from the tent at Birdstone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would have been, it would have been too noisy. No, people. you
1: could have got like people like, you know, in on it. Go right, we're going to do a podcast now. Right, shut up. And if you want to join in, just come up and talk.
0: No, there's, there's DJs on till two, three o'clock in the morning. So right, well, you
1: set up somewhere quiet then.
0: Yeah, right. Just like that. But um, look, talk about pricing, because that's something that, that did come up a little bit. I've, I've, I'm seeing on social media and especially on, on Facebook groups and things. Now, the beer, beer, cider, all of that was capped at five quid a pint, which compared to download at seven quid a pint, you know, fair play. Um, food was quite pricey, mm-hmm. but the food we had was was decent. Yeah. You know, I lived on pilot all weekend and I it was good buy- food. <laughs> You know, it was, it, was, it was just, it was just, it was just pile up with chorizo and chicken. It was simple, but it was 10 quid. It wasn't massive, but that filled me up for a day. It was fine. I didn't have any problem paying 10 quid for that.
2: I think- <laughs> you're not really hungry, are you?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's I think-
2: true.
0: Yeah. I remember
3: being st- Stephen. Uh- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, it? <laughs> Sorry. Um, we were having a chat the other day, actually, on the way home. And um, uh, it's, I mean, it's close to like the price of a pub meal yeah you know it was that in that sort of you know maybe a little bit less but it was yeah like like um uh, yeah like she goes said it was like yeah it was, it was it was it was it was well a little bit more expensive but it was you know it it was decent food and yeah we didn't feel like she, we didn't actually like have any junk food as such no. really
1: no, no. I'd, I'd be really interested to go to because like we've been to vacuum before and the food there was really good mm. um yeah, it was and I'd like to. I'd, I'd. I'd really like to be able to go one time just to to an either one day festival or a weekend festival in Italy, just see if, if like the the food at an Italian festival it <laughs> kind of matches the food outside the festival. Because if it did, I guarantee you at some Italian festivals there's got to be some form of like pizza brother slice, yeah, kind of yeah. deal, yeah. And it's yeah. like you know, an Italians aren't going to pay five quid for a slice of pizza and if they do the betray. It will be
2: other. decent. It will be decent because there is no way that any any Italian cook or chef or van owner is going to spew out crap.
1: It no, no. Quality. You're right. And it's like, as well, like a glove, like, you know, like a, maybe like a, a metal festival in Italy and just to wind up the crowd, someone comes on and just starts putting pineapple on a pizza and going, oh, it's so good. That <laughs> <laughs> was a riot. <laughs> Get Woodstock 1990. Can you think that was bad. If someone did that in Italy, they, they'd literally be, there'd be stakes where people tied to them have been burnt
0: yeah well. mm-hmm. um oh yeah merch prices as well um I think so the Bloodstock event t-shirts were all about 25 quid weren't they yeah which is probably about average for a festival now and they sold out by what day two
3: yeah the, the, literally there was never there was a never ending queue because I i I'd stupidly thought it's my first Bloodstock I'll go buy myself a t-shirt and I think it was Saturday morning yeah it would have yeah. been Saturday morning yeah. And yeah, and I thought, oh, yeah, there's nobody there. And I went up and yeah, they were all sold out. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, right. but, but literally the, the queue went from sort of the back of the arena all the way up as far as the main stage.
0: Yeah. And that was,
3: was a lot of nice. people. Like, so, yeah. My, most of Friday, that was pretty much what it was like.
0: And some of the band t shirts were, were 30 quid. Yes.
3: There was a hoodie I saw which was sixty-five pounds.
0: Yeah, the behemoth and that. Yeah, the headliner stuff. The hoodies were £60, 65 quid. Yeah. So you know, but like it, it is, it is what it is. You know, you can probably buy the same merchandise elsewhere, possibly from even from my shop. So. It's a captive <laughs> market. <isn't it? laughs> if, if, if you pay, if you if you're going, if you're willing to pay at a festival, yeah, you're right. It's a captive market, so you're gonna to have to put up with it. You know, so it, it, it is what it is. Um well we'll we'll break down the bands across the days. I think is gonna be the easiest way of doing it. Um we'll start with Thursday because that was only just like the evening in the uh, in the Sophie tent. Um we didn't catch all the bands. First band we saw were called Thum. Yeah. Is it a British band? I think a bit like a progressive Pantera type thing. They yeah. weren't bad, but you know, nothing to nothing to to write home about um War of steel was an interesting one
2: yeah manowar was still nanowar no,
0: yeah War of steel right so it had a Manowar-y type feel to it if if manowar did eurovision yeah this it, is kind of what it would be like and um was it, some, the, was uh, it
2: people's nans
0: <laughs> no it was just some weird i think eastern european men um and yeah. the the uh the, the crescendo of the whole set was building an ikea lack table on stage oh
2: yeah well, about
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing <sighs> he like come
0: out he was like
3: yeah it was um yeah it, it was literally at the end it was quite funny because he, he was still singing and all of a sudden he just hoisted this like table above his head like like, like a sword yeah but one. yeah i mean obviously we. i mean we, one of the things as well i think me, um, miniature have found as well how old we are now because these, like, this Nenna War is still there. Was so many people in that in this like 10 knowing every single word. And I was like, I've never heard of this band before in my entire life, and they're like, yeah. you know, obviously quite um novelty, is it
0: yeah. That's yeah, yeah. And, and and talking of novelty, following yeah. them was uh necro, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, <laughs> which um. I gotta say, are one of the worst fucking bands I've ever seen. Yeah, They're, absolutely yeah. dreadful. Yeah. Are you either? of you two aware of them? Necro, Necro, Gobleton.
2: I've, I've only heard of them through for, for your Instagram pics.
0: Yeah, I. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, the name of that band hurts my my ears. I, I I don't I don't want to know anything about them.
0: Believe me. <laughs> It hurt Ari is a lot more. Yeah. Um, I think was it was it you or Bean that said they were like some kind of deathcore Happy Mondays and the Goblin <laughs> running around was like a bez.
3: Yes, Bean said
0: that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I twisted my melon. It was <laughs> fucking just just awful. Um, and headlining Thursday night was Dark Tranquility, I thought were a bit disappointing mm. to be honest, because they were missing a guitar player and they you really felt it. You know, the sound just didn't just didn't travel across the tent as much as it should have done. Yeah, drums, I'm I
3: sure think, yeah. if I recall, the drums were a bit too loud as well. And yeah,
0: key... so it sort of drowned out of the one guitar, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, but, they were good, you know, yeah. but a lot of the songs, you couldn't quite make them out properly because the sound just wasn't big enough, you know? So a little bit disappointing, but, you know, they they, they, they were okay. But that was just like, a, you know, the appetizer on Thursday night, I suppose, the first full day on Friday kicked off about, I don't know, about half 10 in the morning i think wasn't it
3: uh yeah first band on was hellfect <laughs>
0: health affected
3: was that? that was that was on the new blood stage and then there was red method
0: there were at ten forty five on the main stage we didn't watch them though did we no no we didn't um we were i think the first band we saw were crepitate crepitation yeah yeah I don't really recall.
3: Were they any good? I can't remember. Uh, well, I, <laughs> I
0: have it, I have in my notes because it was on their um, on their their backdrop thing that they are slamming brutal death grind. Ah. Um, <laughs> again, it, oh oh yeah. See now now it's <laughs> all of that. There's two vocalists. They're two vocalists. was oh. a one, one was a, um, one, was a scream, one was a squealer, and one was a growler. <laughs> and then there was um then there was the whole <laughs> on your lips kind of thing as well thrown in just it, yeah we, yeah
3: open my eyes to sort of the techniques that, that some death metal bands actually use I'd yeah.
2: having like, flashbacks to the Kingston the peel
3: appeal they'll be like k- karate chopping their their throats to get uh, <laughs> uh, like to sort of get all these weird noises out of there and it just sounded like a a pig being slaughtered basically i think yeah for, I think. yeah
0: but again they they, they they were they were pretty popular they went down well yeah you know there was a lot of enthusiasm for them but again they're they're a british band so british band's always going to come with a bit of a following um and talking to british bands after them on the same stage was in human nature um it mm. was the first proper highlight of the weekend really um they were they were killer they were really good
3: yeah thoroughly enjoyed them they were very good yeah
0: Proper, you know, proper sort of thrash tinged old school heavy metal, um, and a very well placed cover of Breaking the Law thrown in second to last song, which, you know, which went down, which went down a storm. Um, yeah, they're one of the highlights of the weekend. To be fair, you know, half hour set, came out, delivered the goods, and fucked off. You know, really good, and definitely ones to definitely ones to watch. Um, we shot over to the New Blood stage see a band that had been recommended called Iriosis. Oh, yeah. Which was, again, it was like an alien version of Necrogoblicon. There was a, there was, I I believe it was a woman dressed as an alien who just casually strolled across the stage and then casually strolled Uh, back across the stage again. The, the look, the look on on Trigenza's
3: face just said it all. Really,
0: <laughs> it made <laughs> um, no sense.
3: Yeah, it was just, it was a bit random. It was just like, yeah, they, they sort of played, and I mean, not, the band was good, but it was just like, I think one, of the point going back to the Necro Goblin Con, if you if you got someone dressed up as a goblin, it should be the whole back, like it's like Guaral. but you know, if you've got a concept of such, you know, as such, don't have a, like a poxy, um like mascots just all of you need to dress up as goblins yeah or, you know it needs to it, you know it needs to has to be some sort of um uh yeah just just continuity and sort of actual proper a just, performance yeah, yeah exactly yeah it's, it's, like, a,
2: it's like a sort of fancy dress party where someone hasn't got the men up memo that you don't have to dress up tonight and someone's yeah,
0: like, yeah. only falls and horses <laughs> even if even if the goblin's eyes sprayed out blood or something you know just yeah. something to make it a little bit theatrical but it was yeah they were just shit unfortunately yeah. um yeah so um after that we caught up we caught sorcerer i i i'd only heard little bits of i think bean was quite keen to see them sort of a candle massy sabbathy type um you know sort of doom metal band who were actually really good even in the 30 degree midday heat um and for a band that never played in the UK before, had a decent crowd, seemed to go down well. So I think they're ones to to look out for if you like that kind of thing. They were um, they were really good. The Guy at the vocalist, he was nicely a, a proper singer as well. You know, had a, he had a really good, powerful voice that carried across the outdoor stage. There's
3: a little bit of air grabbing Oracle as well.
0: Oh, yeah, plenty of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a bit of flag waving and all that kind of stuff, so... I think they're Swedish as well so that instantly makes them good. Yeah. We shot back over to the Sophie stage to watch Party Cannon. They were good fun. They were good fun a bit of comedy grindcore band, um press ups in the pit and all this kind of thing. That that they were quite entertaining again, not very good but they they were they were entertaining.
2: I've always wanted to sort of look into that band more because it's it's a there's a common joke or meme where there's there's some sort of death metal festival where every band logo on the bill, on the poster is <laughs> like, completely illegible. Yeah. And then you've got Party Cannon in colour, and everyone's like, yeah. oh, for fuck's sake, you didn't get the memo, did you, Party Cannon?
0: Yeah, yeah, basically. It looks like the Toys R Us logo, doesn't it? It's... Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, they're from Scotland,
3: I think, because I, I, I follow... Oh, that the...
2: explains it.
0: <laughs> well, he... Um,
3: I think it's what the guitar player, Mike McLaughlin, does a, um, a, a podcast called The Guitar Souls. Uh, with another guy called Levi Clay, so that's how I sort of heard of them, um, and yeah, they were they joy- they're like they they are a good like festival band. It's yeah, like, yeah. You Wouldn't necessarily maybe not listen to it on your yeah you know, at home, but you but you you definitely enjoy it while you're at a festival. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was entertaining. Yeah.
2: It, it does happen though. You get bands like that. I mean, back in the day, I saw a band called a German band,
1: I remember, a handful I remember,
2: of times. Yeah, they were you know they usually always supported A. Um, but they had that kind of party vibe on record average bang average. It was kind of sort of pop punk, but steady. It was They didn't sound like anyone else, but it wasn't brilliant either. It was just okay, but live, they're one of the best live bands I've ever seen. I mean, they just, you know, cannons and glitter and surf actual surfboards over the crowd. You know, and, and it does happen. You get bands who just think, fuck, it will be brilliant live and just be average on, on record.
0: Yeah. yeah, and if you can carry a uh, reputation like that, there was quite a few bands over the weekend, I think, that have that, that yeah. aren't massive, but have a live reputation. So they, they naturally drew a, you know, a, a fairly sizable crowd.
2: Well, one, one band I did, I listened to a bit the other day, actually, and they're not, again, they're nothing special on record, but... That kind of, I kind of sort of want to see them live. Um There's a band that's been kicking around for years called Dumpy's Rusty Nuts. Dumpy's Rusty Nuts. I um, sort of saw them in a pub in Cornwall years. Oh ago. goodness me, yeah. And they have got a song called um, Box Hill or Bust Um because <laughs> they're, they're popular with bikers, and you've got a big biker cafe there, so it's just down the road from me. So I thought, oh, I gotta, I gotta give them some attention. Yeah, I mean, it's bang average, sort of British pub rock, pub rock with yeah. a bit pub rock stroke heavy metal, but yeah, apparently live. Yeah. They're great. They, they always go down well and they've always got a good reputation. So,
0: probably yeah, not. No, I did, did remember seeing them in a pub. But, yeah. um, you know, I mean, th- that we were standing there on Friday afternoon, Dumpy's Rusty Nuts could have been the secret band that nobody knew <laughs> it would be. But unfortunately, it wasn't Dumpy's Rusty Nuts. Um, the uh, worst kept secret once the, uh, the banner appeared uh, and Rob Flynn was sort of being spotted behind stages and stuff like that. So, yeah, a three-piece machine head with a secret band on Friday. Um, we had an hour slot halfway up the halfway up the bill in the Sophie stage. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not really fussed. I got to be honest. The place was packed, but yeah. you're Wolfman, you're more interested in them than thirty minutes uh,
1: too long by the sounds
0: of it. Give him half an hour. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say from the, the,
3: in contrast to dark, uh, dark tranquility from the from the uh, from the. Sorry, from the Thursday, that obviously is what, well, yeah, there were one guitar down, but I didn't yeah. really notice at all. Like their sound was it. I think the positive out of the whole thing was literally you were like, as as if you, whether you love Rob Finn or hate him, he's such a talented guitar player and singer. And like he held his own. Like it, if, if, like say, I don't know, the, the guitar player suddenly broke his arm that sec, you know, two minutes before going on stage, he would have been. It would still would be very good you know it's it he was um in that regard, yeah i was i was actually super be impressed i mean I, I haven't seen them for christ nearly 10 15 years i think but um but yeah it was it, some of the choices in the set were a little bit obviously catering to one guitar but it was Yes, yeah. it was like a, i think they'd done like a roadrunner united song and there was some so quite a few new songs and stuff like that. So it was, it, yeah, and and I think we were talking about, because I, I thought, oh, they're going to do an encore with, like, uh, was it Davidian? But then I think Steve was, Chigenza uh, was telling me um, that there was like a, uh, he's refusing to do that now or refusing to do that
2: song or play it live anymore.
0: Yeah, I I, I I believe so, because of the whole Let Freedom Ring with a Shotgun Blast, um, it would appear that they're no longer going to play it. Yeah. I'm, I might be wrong, but that's that's kind of what I heard along Grapevine. So could he? Can, you know. Could he maybe refuse to put out any more albums? <laughs>
1: <laughs> instead, I mean, I mean, Davidians. I mean, I'm not a big Machine Head fan, and I've got a lot to say about them. But Davidians is a good song. I mean, this is. Just, I, I don't like it. Oh, there's a lyric. Oh, we're not going to play anymore. Oh, crying out loud. Who cares? I'm not.
2: Sh- yeah, I'm not sure. You know considering the fan base and considering who they are it's really going to make a difference to mm. other other situations it's not really going to incite anything is it and i don't think it's insensitive considering the context of the original song yeah
0: yeah i th- I, I, I i agree mm. i agree Sorry, i think
3: I, honestly I, I think i do actually agree with with padres that's about <laughs> about we should end up doing another album if you got if you got the synopsis of the new album and like it's it's a concept album
0: yeah we 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 spoke about it one episode yeah. at length yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yes
3: yeah, yeah. That, that made my eyes water. I was like, oh, I'll probably listen to it once and then just forget about it, you know. Yeah. But,
0: yeah. but look, you know, it, it was it was great because there's obviously a lot of Machine Head yeah. fans there. So that went down well. And yeah, I, I agree with you, to be fair. Rob Flynn, he carried it well, single guitar player and, and all the harmonies were there. And, you know, they did, they sounded, they sounded massive, to be fair. So yeah. I'll give them that. But that that was it. It was done. Um, straight after that was one of the things I was looking forward to most over the weekend was guar. <laughs> on the main stage never seen Gua before and I was really looking forward to it and they didn't disappoint that was one is it of the most Gua entertaining or gore? Of- well oh. I, I, you know what you can call them whatever you like I think they're Gua in America I think we tend to call them yeah. war here but um, but either way it was 55 minutes of just fucking carnage hilarious yeah. hilarious, hilarious.
2: There's a film film about them coming out soon, a documentary.
0: It's it's out, yeah. It's on um, it's on um, Shudder Shudder TV. Oh, oh, okay. Which um, which you can get with a seven day free trial at the minute, so it might be worth doing that just to watch it. Apparently, the documentary is really good.
3: Yeah, Um, think Beans he watched it, didn't
0: he? Yeah, he said yeah. Bean said it was it was definitely worth watching. But to be fair, you know, you you watch it, it's all chaos and it's all fucking blood squirting everywhere, and they're, they're they're you know chopping Putin's head off and. and all this kind of stuff, and the Queen comes out and sucks off the singer and all this kind of thing. But I was actually quite surprised at how musically solid they are and what, you know, what what a decent band they are. And you forget how good some of the songs are. So it kind of, I don't know, halfway through a a day on a festival, they were perfect. Hmm. Perfect slot. So, yeah, very entertaining. Very, very cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Straight off that though was the the, the thrash double whammy, which was billion wise was brilliant. It was Exodus and Testament, Um which was yeah two of the best I think two of the best lots of the weekend, wasn't it? Oh, definitely Testament um, especially.
3: Yeah, Um I enjoyed Exodus because they uh, had Exodus had Brandon Ellis, who's the guitar player from Black Dahlia Murder, who's covering one of the guitar players, um, and he was just well both both Gary Holt and him were just absolutely incredible to watch, I and mean, as a band they were just yeah, just so freaking tired, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then yeah, like yeah, um you know, the Testament as well, they were amazing. I've been waiting for God knows how used to see them. And um, I mean, my only little I think, well, actually, overall they were they were amazing. Obviously, they had Lombardo and drums as well. So that was he was absolutely amazing. Um, I was sort of hoping they'd do Souls of Black, but I mean uh, you know, that other than that, I would you know, it was it was a great set. It was really, really good.
0: Into the Pit was probably the highlight, wasn't it? Yes, Yeah, that was. That was, that was an absolute banger. So, yeah, they yeah. they were definitely definitely one of the highlights of the weekend. Um, and it's true after that, it was waiting around for what felt like an age then as the sun started to go down and it was all right, it's time to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, Behemoth headline in the Friday night. Now, I saw Behemoth at Bloodstock in 2012 when they first headlined and I was bored shitless um It was the performance was just they just, just stood there they didn't do anything there was a couple of flames and stuff on stage but it was just boring um the difference that ten years makes is 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 just crazy because the the performance and the show and how dynamic they are and Nergal and as a front man and all the the ceremony and the pomp and circumstance was just fucking quite stunning really they were yeah. amazing not a band I would listen to because the music doesn't really grab me but again. Like you said about other bands performed live with all the the production they were they were nothing short of incredible
3: yeah I agree that was just yeah it was just it was stunning I mean if there were any stage invaders they would they would have been like swiftly burnt alive like with fire <laughs> going on. I've never seen that it literally had, it was like a, it was like um like a diagonal spray of fire at some point and there was like it was just it yeah it was just stunning so it I mean, I think like like Triggins said, it's just the yeah the songs themselves are a little bit bland, a bit samey. Yeah, but overall, he's like yeah, and in Nergal's um, stage presence as a frontman is yeah incredible because we we're, there are there were some other black metal bands. I think we, well we'll probably talk about them in a bit, but there were some that didn't have the stage presence because as I've as I've felt well from. From watching the, the these these metal bands, the front man needs to be extremely strong, or otherwise you're a bit like meh. Yeah, you know, yeah, really good front man.
0: Yeah, they yeah, they're very good. It's a Really good way to round off Friday. But even though even after that though, we um went back to the tents, had a bit of a a bit of a wipe down of sweaty regions. Yeah, and uh, headed back into the arena for the after party, which was I got to admit, it, 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 to be fair, it was good fun. It was like you know it descended into a cheesy disco till about three o'clock in the morning. Um, many drinks were had many stupid things were done mm-hmm. but it was uh, it, it was a good laugh so yeah. you know fair play to that I've seen a few posts on um, social media that why was there a cheesy disco on the Friday night it's a fucking metal festival we don't want that kind of shit
3: it's quite nice actually quite a nice relief for, well not relief but it was just like you just just to calm down and
0: just yeah. chill because you can because you can do what you um, well want
1: did they play the time walk
0: did they play the time walk I don't think that no I don't think that <laughs> one came up there was,
1: no.
0: there was the 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 Vanger bus came though, so
2: yeah. Oh, did they play did. Enya?
3: <laughs> no.
0: It was it was mostly it was they mostly didn't age. they didn't play Enya. No. 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 They, they played Kate Bush. Bush. They did play Kate Bush. Yes. Of course they did. Course Which they
1: one? Did. That that one from
0: uh... Running Up the Hill? Yeah. Of course they did. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. And we, we said we said the same thing. In, in the context, it didn't work because they were playing all these big '80s tunes. Everyone was, you know, dancing around and going nuts to, and then they played running up the hill, which just took the mood straight back (laughs) out. Yeah. No, when everyone was was in it, was was up for it. So Kate Kate Bush is not it's not it's not disco music. It's like (laughs) that's music
1: you sit down and listen to.
0: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, you don't like it's it's not like uh you know the, the like stuff you'd find at a school disco or stuff like that you know
0: no no it's not
1: that, that's what people want and they they want a bit of cheesy rock you know they want a bit of bon jovi they want a bit yeah. of uh... yeah we had all that
0: we had all yeah that. yeah so it was it was it was good fun and i I, I was i was hammered but i think it was about four o'clock by the time we actually crashed out and yeah. then you get about that we found you get about two and a half hours of daylight and then by about 7 30 you've got to get out of your tent you can't yeah. breathe it's so hot <laughs> do you not just sleep outside I I did. I think Saturday morning I came out of my tent and uh, and Bean, the other guy, who was with us. The position that his tent was in, there was a shadow on one side of it. So I sort of climbed into that shadow on the cool grass and went to sleep there for a couple of hours. Mm.
1: So, like yeah, the dog,
0: basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: I had one of those tents that was like it was it was, it was a blacked out tent. So it's like to, you know so you could sleep you know makes supposedly make you sleep uh, better um but yeah, there's there, i don't think there was much ventilation yeah so once it hit seven it was just like get the i had to just literally just crawl out right, sort of scurry out and just try and get some fresh air
0: there was one morning i think it might have been the saturday morning that that um bean was still asleep at sort of like nine ten o'clock in his tent and he, he climbed out and he looked like he just got out of a swimming pool yeah you know so one, it was, it
3: was one morning he burst out it was like, it was, like he was was bursting out of a womb like going. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like he went, fuck the
0: shit <laughs> yeah it, it, it wasn't nice in the mornings but you know it, it was what it was at least it wasn't raining yeah. so um, yeah after um, after a cup of tea and you know sort of sorting ourselves out a little bit it was uh, it was time to start start day well full day two I suppose um, we caught the very tail end of a band called Mastiff on the Sophie stage last sort of song Kind of a doomy, hardcore type thing. Seemed good, but can't really pass opinion when you only saw them for, yeah. you know, two minutes. We But we stayed in the tent to watch Pupil Slicer, which a lot of other people did as well. And there's obviously quite a lot of hype around them. And you quite like them, don't you?
2: Some of their stuff has appealed to me, but I admittedly haven't got into them properly at this point. Wasn't, yeah. wasn't so bothered about the last last single.
0: I'm not entirely sure that they're, they're going to be the type of band that you can kind of get into, and I don't know. It was it was just chaos. There wasn't there was no kind of hook to drag you in or anything. It was just half an hour of noise, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, and
3: yeah, it was. I mean, they're still a relatively young band, so I yeah. mean, but yeah, there's potential there, but it's yeah, it's yeah. After a while, it was a bit like okay, just. Where's the songs or like you know where's the chorus? You know you think you need to hear a hear a tune or something because you know, it was but, but yeah there's there's promise there there's definitely promise
0: there. They just need to tone it down a little bit, I think, and then just hone hone their craft. It was a bit too chaotic. So yeah. um, one of the biggest pulls of the weekend, it certainly it seemed, you know, early on in the day, was um, Lorna Shaw. Hmm. Who I don't know if either of you two are familiar with them. They're like a another one of these deathcore bands that is a little bit image over content. We watched about 10 minutes, didn't we? Yeah. The and... te-
3: yeah. I mean, they, they were like the guitar, the, well, obviously I'm <laughs> a guitar player, I'll, I'll sort of focus on the guitar player a little bit too much, but, um, but the technical, like they were, they knew how to, these guys were stupidly gifted, like in, where they can play. The
2: yeah.
3: songs on the other hand were a little bit too much. Let's go blast, but let's, it's, it, it was pretty much like the, death metal kitchen sink, it was like, throw everything at it. And it was just, yeah. But yeah, it's it's like, it, hopefully they're one of those bands, give them a couple of albums and then they'll just sort of progress into something.
0: Yeah, they, they made it. They, had a, they did have a massive crowd, to be fair. So there's obviously a lot of fuss around them, but yeah. they, they, they weren't really for me. We, we caught the tail end of um, Spirit World on the main stage as well. A band I actually wanted to see and completely forgot about them. So um, yeah. great outfits. Dressed like, sort of like, well, kind of like cowboys, I suppose, It's just a bit weird considering the music they play. But um, yeah, they they, they seem pretty good. Um, after them was Ginger from Ukraine on the main stage, who we watched most of. Um, I thought they were excellent. Just so good. So, and like coming after a band like Lorna Shaw, when it's kind of the similar type of thing, although Ginger a bit more progressive, the, the difference in just having songs and an actual delivery and like a, a bit of passion about what you do. And obviously the fact that they're from Ukraine, you had all that added to it as well. And there was a lot of thank yous to the UK and and that kind of thing. And um very, very good band. Yeah. Live. They they she's amazing. The singer. She's incredible.
3: It's, uh, I want to say Tatiana is it Tatiana?
0: Tatiana Schmaluk, isn't it I think? Yeah um but yeah as a singer she was she was awesome she had everything from all the big notes to the death metal growls and, and everything in between kind of thing so yeah you know she was um yeah she was amazing definitely yeah. a band worth checking out and they're gonna they're gonna get bigger
3: yeah. we saw oh, uh, cage fight as well we saw it. somewhere in between. yeah
0: i haven't actually got them on my list i think that was on saturday as well wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah that- i haven't i haven't got them on my list what did you think of them?
3: Yeah, I thought she's got. A ter- I mean, she was obviously very pleasing on the eye. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. like, this is we, we I I, which I didn't. I mean, I've just listened to them before. But um, the f- pers- well, her the way she put herself across was like a pops, It's like she used to be in a in a girl band, and has now decided to like sort of do like a, a, a metal band into in, in the way she sort of um projects herself and the way she yeah. moves
0: yeah
3: um but her but she could like she had a vision, like she could but up there with like randy you know randy Blythe, or you know she had a good solid like scream goods like just it was quite terrifying to be fair how, how, how <laughs> <laughs> the band itself, I think they had a te- they they had a produce their guitar player didn't show up yeah, so yeah. Was it or something so they had the producer yeah. who done the album play guitar so I think there might have been a bit of a uh, yeah slight little not not so much of a connection between the band but I mean overall that their set was amazing was really I really enjoyed
0: it. You dirty old pervert. I know. I know. um who was on after them uh samuel um (laughs) sort of doomy, gothy black metal um yeah they were good they they were very good um i've i've only ever seen them once before and that was at one of the whackers we went to at like two o'clock in the morning um yeah they they were one of my one of my favorite bands of the weekend as well just very good at what they do they sounded amazing as well didn't they
3: yeah yeah it's really good uh, the only problem was I think did they change their times or something or <laughs> this, this random person comes up to me like it was my fault that <laughs> he come up he was like well they were supposed to at this time and I'm like right okay this is fine I'm like what's going on I'm like it's not my response I felt like saying it's not my responsibility but he sort of like implied it was my fault and then he sort of stood next to us for for a short time we sort of looked away and tried to sort of i don't know just yeah just gazed off into the distance and then a couple of minutes later he sort of just walked off but i i saw him a few times throughout the festival and i've avoided him every he's time following you yeah
0: he's gonna cut you up
3: yeah he was well yeah obviously i'm, I'm the customer service department for somewhere else
0: <laughs> <laughs> um one of the other big draws of the weekend certainly during the day on the main stage after that was Barry tomorrow mm um i'm not overly familiar with them to be honest um they had pyros though i suppose which yeah. but that's that's about all i can say really it was fairly forgetful yeah i think um, I, I, I would
3: i would wholeheartedly agree with that um let said about it was yeah it was just yeah nothing nothing special i mean they, they're probably good at what they do Like people that like them
0: obviously will enjoy them but i don't think it was our cup of tea no no, for the, um, for the younger generation, I think. Um, we quickly caught uh, a British band called Imperium on the New Blood stage who were who were okay. Vocalist was a bit odd, slightly strange that the, the guitar player, or well, one of the guitar players, was stage front with no top on, very much, look at me and my pecs.
3: Yeah, it's 0% body fat. It made, yeah. me, it made me feel quite um, self-conscious. <laughs> I, just, I just looked down at my beer gut every now and again. I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Um, yeah
0: but yeah. <laughs> fuck it um after them on the main stage then, was dimu Borger mm-hmm. um who I've seen dimu four or five times now, I think, and i i I was bored shitless. they properly phoned it in
3: yeah this i think this is this goes back to the the behemoth um uh like having a strong front man he was just like the got. he was like lost in there and you need some i don't know you just need this like hierarchy or someone like someone needs to be in control of it all
0: yeah
3: and like or a focal point and they did yeah unfortunately that wasn't the case with them I, what's it I, I always keep going oh i like that that one song with the orchestra in
2: it Progeny, <laughs>
0: progenies of the great apocalypse oh no i can't fucking remember it oh, I mean, God,
2: they're, all, they're all very stupid Titles aren't they? Like yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. it's like, I
2: like yeah. that. I like
0: that one.
3: Other than that, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, they got. Like, I think I think Jigens is correct.
0: It was just yeah,
3: a bit phoned in and
0: just a bit. I don't know. Didn't didn't look particularly interesting, and it and it definitely yeah. didn't work in the in the sun either. It just didn't yeah. happen. Didn't yeah, look happen. at. I mean, they're all in.
3: They're all in. Never got the corpus pattern. You like, it's just making it feel really hot. <laughs> just watching. it <laughs> It was actually back to, with, with Pupil Slice early that day as well. The just before the um they started, the lead singer um she was wearing like a, a tracksuit but like a long flying track suit. and then she puts on like a, a black puffer jacket on top. I, like, I was literally like, Take it off, you're making me feel fucking hot. <laughs> it's like, Jesus,
0: yeah, anyway. Sorry, but, um, but yeah, and then uh, after demo, obviously, was, was merciful fucking fate. Yeah. Who were um, who were fucking amazing.
3: Yeah, they were. Yeah. They're, they're, I think the one thing, I, their stage production was breathtaking.
0: Yeah, it was it, cool. It was very cool.
3: It was very reminiscent of, when I looked at it, it reminded me of like Aussie ultimate Sin. Like it was like, it like had steps um, all the way up, like around the drum riser and there's like inverted cross. And it was just, it was just a great show. It was just like, and I've, I think I've sort of got into them via Metallica. I mean, I've heard the Metallica like covers and stuff like that. Yeah. And his his voice, I quite liked actually. I think there has been a couple of times in the past and I've tried to listen to them and his voice was a bit too like shrieky, maybe, but I think, but overall, amazing front man, amazing voice. To do that live
0: as well. Yeah. is incredible. Yeah, I, I thought his voice would struggle a bit, to be honest. I didn't think, didn't know if he'd still have it, but, yeah. He, um. Yeah, he definitely did, and they. Yeah, they were actually like I say the, the stage set. I mean, there was no pyros or anything like that, was there? It? it was all. It was just like an old school metal performance, but it was just done so well. So, yeah, they were. Um. They were awesome, and then after them, over on the Sophie stage, uh, Malevolence closed the Saturday. Um, the 10 was absolutely fucking round, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely it was. Even
3: yeah and chaos ensued (laughs) it was just it was they were i mean to be fair there but they were they came out all guns blazing and it was just like you know they got everyone's attention and like yeah the the and and the crowds like responded yeah Uh, yeah kind of to that and uh, yeah they were and yeah the front man they're just they're a great band to watch and i think because i mean i've only really gotten into them recently the the last two singles well the first two singles from the new album, On Broken Glass, and I can't remember that. Um, yeah, because I think I've heard them every now and again, and I heard some going, oh, it's not too bad, but this the, this album has really caught my attention. So I've sort of gone back and listened to some of the other discography the And they yeah, really good bands. They're very likable as well, I, think, I find, as well. I mean, when, he,
0: were, when he went on about it, it was the first show that his mum yeah. and dad had seen, wasn't it? And, yeah. And then you had the crowd chanting, mom and dad, mom and dad, mom and dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah very down to earth and very cool and and just a, an absolutely fucking killer live band. Yeah. So um so then it was time for another um another disco, another after party, which, which yeah. descended into chaos.
3: Yeah, I think we, oh, well, yeah, we had a, uh, yeah, as I say, we had a quick pop pop back to the, the, the camera like have, have a bit of a wipe down. but this is, this is crucial hygiene you need for, for this sort of weather, but yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about this? It's very ridiculous. DJ, DJ,
0: DJ Soundwave, so, um, which is a shocking name for a DJ for a start. Um, so originally the, the, the after parties were scheduled to go on until three o'clock. It did the first couple of nights or the first night. Yeah, first two nights, sorry. And then um, this, uh, this, this DJ Soundwave guy who kept on going on about it been his dream all his life to DJ at Bloodstock or, or whatever, um, which just sounded like nonsense. And then um, about, I think it was about, was it about a quarter to two, something like that? Yeah. yeah one, of the, one of the crew came out and said something in his ear, and then you just saw him start having a, a full-on, well, for want of a better word, tantrum on stage. Yeah. He was throwing CDs around. <laughs> <laughs> Was, yeah. he, he, he tore he tore up
3: his set list as well and threw yeah. it in the crowd it, like he was some was, kind of rock star. It was like yeah, was tip. Like, oh yeah, it was just it was just it was just the disgraceful behaviour. I was like, <laughs> oh, we will just started to go. You, it, it, for for a short time, I actually, did actually really grind me a bit. So I thought we've had a great day, and this yeah. one, who t- to be fair, it's not like he came on for five minutes and then got kicked off. He was two hours didn't he? Two hour, he had a good two hours and they've cut, unfortunately they've cut his set short
0: what was he playing Mo- mostly just run-of-the-mill metal oh. it was nothing it was, you know it's yeah it was, it was boring but it was just somewhere for us to go and drink yeah you yeah. know and he had no interaction with the crowd or anything like that he kept on just so, going this on, is
1: up. the thing what i will say is you know you go to like uh a hard, hard house festival or a techno festival yeah those djs they're mixing things they're threading things together yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They're, they're making like the, the set itself is one large piece of work yeah know? there's yeah. a lot of thought going into it doesn't work with metal does it you play a uh-huh. trap you know you're not mixing you know it into the next one i mean maybe you can play around a bit but on the whole if, if you're a metal fan you go to a club you want mm-hmm. to drink a beer yeah. And have some music on in the background. They may as well. Why don't they just put a fucking free jukebox in these things? Yeah. Like a massive free jukebox. Wouldn't that be better?
0: Yeah. Well, he, he was he was yeah. doing. He had one of these these bits of kit that that you can make it sound like he's scratching because he was playing all yeah. on the digital <laughs> CD and all that over metal songs, and it was just it was just fucking yeah. dreadful. Yeah. He put,
3: put like, we, like fa- he put like phases yeah. like yeah like make it and then, yeah he was trying to like do the whole yeah mix it. It was, I mean. Like you, you, know, you were saying how how the how Padre uh, how the the dance DJs put things together and it. It, this was like a four year old has like made a really really shit I don't know elephant mixtape uh, yeah mixtape This is I'm just you know if you think, this is this is how I no, it's,
1: it. it's like Do you remember Do you remember like <laughs> back in the day when we all we used to use like Winamp for the, to yeah. play music on our computers and you yeah. could you could have that setting that it would be it would, merge one the end of one song into the beginning of another oh, and yeah. it always sounded shit <laughs> so it's like you know so you'd have like the end of for whom the bell tolls like merging into the beginning of fate of black just because yeah. the beginning of fate of black has got that lead-in bit yeah, yeah, so it didn't yeah, really matter yeah. but it's not like you know it...
0: basically yeah. th- this this guy basically looked like Yours and my stint in the green room as Bishop and Warlock all those years ago made us look like the Rolling Stones. Yeah, that,
1: that was good, mate. <laughs> it we was were good. So we, were okay? good. We, we gave the we gave the kids what they needed,
0: and we gave them mana war. Yeah. So you know, but yeah, it, it was it was pathetic. He was he actually cried at one point. He cried into the mic, and he had to be. He was being consoled on stage by the crew, and then he just kind of stormed off. And he kept coming back on, didn't he? And he was trying to play another song. And it was was
1: it was it a case of like they'd gone over the curfew or something? Or I
0: think I've I've read a couple of things in um in the local paper. I think there was a few noise complaints, which is ridiculous because it's in the middle of nowhere. It happens once a year. It was three nights, you know, and someone complained, so they had to shut it down at two o'clock rather than three o'clock. I'm assuming because of the complaints. So, but we just walked away from it, thinking, "Well, yeah, thanks for ruining what could have been a fun night." Yeah. You fell end. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what he's up to now. He's probably sitting in a dark room crying. I'd imagine how his lifelong dream has been ruined. <laughs> he's right. He's 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 writing a very terse letter to the Guardian about it. <laughs> Strong. It's going to be complete.
1: It's going to be a complete. Very, going to be a completely searing indictment <laughs> of uh uk zoning laws and it's <laughs> just like you know oh
0: fucking mean yeah it, it was fun looking back at it now it was funny but my god what a...
1: well you see like well, well you had all that jazz going on you know bloodstock you know in, in cornwall we had the amazing boardmasters
0: yeah i've, I've seen stuff but like, oh dear god I, yeah, I, chaos mean,
1: yeah oh chaos yeah Is it kings of leon played and uh they've had to they had to bring in like um uh 24-hour uh standing orders because people were like leaving glass bottles stuck up out of the sand on the beach, and oh Jesus, like you said, no mm. you knob This
0: can't... this is the difference. There was just none of that behavior at Bloodstock, and and while we're on that subject, I I've got to say that some of the things that people were wearing or Face paint or, or whatever it was, and and you know, fair play to you. There there were there were there were women walking around virtually naked. There were men walking around virtually naked. There were people wearing every fucking outfit you could possibly think of, and more. And the fact that you know people can go to a metal festival, which metal's all serious, and you know, and and just let themselves go completely like that for an entire weekend that was one of my favourite things of the whole thing, because, I mean, you know, Bloodstock's linked with the Sophie Foundation and, and everything that that involved, the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. I think it, it just kind of brings that out in everybody. Yeah. And then going I into think, Sunday, everyone, you know, the whole thing was that people wore pink on the Sunday. And yeah. you know, there, there were thousands of people that took part in that. So it was, it was very cool. I think
1: if you look at it from this perspective, so like Reading and Leeds, uh, festivals like that I'm not I'm excluding Glastonbury but especially Reading and Leeds they're this they're the equivalent of like St Patrick's Day St Patrick's yeah. Day is for amateur drinkers oh it's Ireland oh, let's get pissed but, yeah. but serious drinkers like stay away from St Patrick's Day Reading and Leeds is the same it's it's for people who don't go to festivals yeah I haven't been to many festivals and I'm not being snobbish but if you the way you react when you go to your first festival is very different than the way you react if you've been three, four, five or six or you've gone to, gone to multiple festivals across different things. Yeah. Because like even when we were younger, the first time we went to Reading, we were like, I oh, us yes, push some toilets over. But the third or fourth time we were like, "Nah, that's just daft. Yeah. You know, and we weren't we were only a couple of years older. We yeah. weren't, like, it wasn't like we were in our 40s, like we are now crusty and, you know, straight laced <laughs> and everything. But, um, yeah, so I think, but Bloodstock, that seemed it's a smaller festival. The smaller festivals are usually for people who are in to go into festivals. They've gone to a lot and, you know, they're there for the music primarily. They're not there to then... Set, turn around to people and go, oh, I went to Reading and Leeds. Oh, you must be so cool. You know, what did you do? Oh, yeah, I did loads of pills, mate. or eh, 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 Whatever, you know, it's just like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bloodstock seems to be more for the, you know, the connoisseurs. It's like Vacken as well. Could, that's different because it's in Germany. You've got to fly there, but... And, and, yeah, glass and is just too drink, damn expensive.
0: And too think, damn big. I you think know? there is also
2: a conscious conscious awareness that something like Bloodstock because it's not huge um it's somewhat a little bit more at risk than your big festivals which are going to happen uh, because they're money makers and it will they're guaranteed to go you know shit kicks off right just improve a few things here something like bloodstock if it kicks off that could be wiped nothing it's not it's refused the next year some of that people don't want that so yeah you're probably going to have idiots that go to bloodstock who are on better behavior
0: yeah yeah that's probably true yeah, you know, I, I don't want to use too many cliches, but it it, it has that more of more of a, of a community type of feel than it than you just at a big corporate event with a hundred thousand people. Yeah. But no, it's it's the same with
2: it was the same with Rambling Man.
0: Yeah. And yeah,
2: yeah, it was just, you know, middle class classic rock. Yeah. But people just wanted to go and just enjoy music. There was no yeah. bollocks. Yeah. There were lots of drunk people, all bloody enjoying themselves, but it yeah. was just it was great.
0: Mm. And and the 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 polite the politeness as well. Like you get a nudge on the shoulder from someone who walked past you, and they would make a point of stopping and apologising. Mm. You no, know, it was, was Birdstock in Canada. <laughs> 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 it, it may as well have been.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, the, yeah, hands down, the politest metal festival on earth. I think. You know. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, it, it was very cool. A lot of lot of very cool, laid back people. It was quite cool seeing people who had, um, uh, like, spray bottles who were just walking around the crowd spraying cold water in people's faces, and, you know, it was... Yeah, I I really liked that kind of... That whole sort of vibe about it, so, yeah, all good. Anyway, going into Sunday, um, we woke up Sunday morning to find out Life of Agony had pulled out, which was a shame. Yeah. Um, We were were all looking forward to seeing them, but I think there was... uh, I think the, the drummer got heat stroke in Belgium or something, wasn't it, the day before? Yeah, I think so. And uh, so they, they had to pull out of a couple of shows. So that was a bit of a shame. Mm. So that meant the um, the stage line had sort of moved around a little bit. So the first band we caught uh, on the Sunday was Vended. who is Corey Taylor and Sean Crayon from Slipknot. It's their kids and their band, um, which we didn't realise at first, did we? The and they're going, this guy doesn't sound like Corey Taylor. <laughs> and then I overheard someone talking about the fact that it's Corey Taylor's son on vocals. So...
3: I think, as well, he mentioned it because he went, yeah, we're from Des Moines, Iowa. I was like, oh, hang on. Yeah, then it all
0: clicked, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So um they, they were all right. Again, a bit like Lorna Shaw. They're kind of that sort of techie death metal type thing and yeah. very aggressive and very in your face, but they seem to go down well. But um, the Slipknot links probably do help that. um I've got on my notes, mini Corey Taylor. So that, that kind of says it all. <laughs> Uh, we caught a British band called Desert Storm on the Sophie stage. You were a little bit forgetful, bit like sort of Kylie's type thing. Musically quite good, but live they were, there's no, no interaction with the crowd or anything. It was a bit boring. Musically was okay. Um, on the other end of the scale from that though, was Butcher Babies on the main stage after yeah. that, who, I, I got to admit, first song they came on, I thought, my God, this is awful. It was, it was just dreadful. So anybody who's not familiar with Butcher Babies, don't know if you you two are.
2: I've, I'm not aware of them. I don't think I've ever ever heard their stuff.
0: So it's it's two female vocalists, um, who are you know very, what's the word, glam. Yeah, very very glamorous. Very yeah you know a lot of sex appeal, all that kind of thing, and that's all part of the delivery. Um, and then obviously a band which, to be fair, look like session musicians, but I'm probably wrong. Um. And yeah, when they first came on first song. I thought, God, this was fucking awful. But I, I didn't, I didn't really enjoy them at any point from a musical point of view. But one of the singers, um, I can't remember either of their names, so apologies for that. Um, the singer with the pink hair, I thought she was fucking brilliant, and whipping up a crowd. But she was, she was awesome. So they, they were like performance-wise at one o'clock on a Sunday afternoon at a festival. Mm-hmm. They went down an absolute storm. So fair play, I suppose. What did you think?
3: Um, yeah, I think they, they were just dead. They they looked like something out of Pussycat Dolls, basically. Like in terms yeah. of women. and then, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was all sort of middle of the road. Like it's that, um, they're that gateway band. I think it's, I think it's, you know, like the, Some, like they're, they're they're probably gonna be that embarrassing band that you got into that got got you into metal. I think they're yeah. they that
2: sort of band. But, I mean, yeah. They seem to be, there's a lot of them, they seem to be one of those American bands who, they never make it big, they never really make a classic album. They, they do it, they, they make albums because they, they need music to perform. But they probably make enough of a career touring
1: yeah. across
2: America, doing the festivals, doing the, doing the smaller venues. And because of America, scene. yeah, in America... They, they love that over there if you if you play yeah. they'll they'll go and see you yeah even if the music's not great and it's probably but you know it's the same reason why godsmack were great over there you know it's it, it's not good but they they tore the fuck out of people and it was good enough for the american crowd who yeah. like <laughs> you know they 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 can tolerate things that are aren't maybe particularly as creative as others i i, I don't know what to say about there it's it's you don't have to be good to be, be, be big, big in America. You just yeah. have to
0: have something, you just have something
2: have, yeah. that entertains yeah. people at the yeah. night. Yeah. And, and like you say, have a good show. And I think they're probably one of those bands that do that.
0: I think if you hit the, the nail on well. the head, to be honest, it yeah. pretty much bang on, but they, they were, they were good. They were entertaining. So, and they went down well. So, you know, all good. Um, after mm-hmm. them on the main stage, we didn't see as many bands on Sunday because I think we were pretty fucked um, was violence um, yeah. Obviously, Rob Flynn's old band from Donkeys years ago, and, and Phil Demmel was in Violence as well, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So uh, they were good, actually, weren't they?
3: Yeah, and then Christian, Christian Oldley Wobblers from uh, Fear Factory.
0: Is oh, yeah. he still going? Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh blimey. Okay, because he he's an int- he's an interesting one because he um, he had like a bad accident oh. um, a few years back, just after he left the band, after he left Fear Factory, oh. um, and he had to crowdfund. I think, to actually get support.
0: Wow. Um,
2: so, yeah, I think, uh, I, don't, I don't know how that turned out. And then he went down the full Trump um, path, apparently. Really? I think so. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I, I, yeah. I heard when he went down that route. Oh, OK.
0: Well, yeah. he's, he's now he's now playing in violence. And, um, OK. <laughs> yeah, he, he seemed to quite like, well, they were good. They were entertaining. Was, they were um, a little bit crossover, I think, at times. It, they had that kind of, a yeah. little bit of a punky kind of, Delivery about some it, wasn't it? They were... Um, yeah. Yeah, they sounded quite different live to what they do on record. A lot more, like I said, crossover. in the, the, the singer's definitely got a, a, a... He looked like the kind of singer that's been knocking around the UK in a punk band for 35 years doing pubs. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they, they were good. Um, the less said about Venom, Inc, Venom, whatever they are now, the better... <laughs> So I think Bean put it right. It's about as basic as heavy metal gets.
2: I was, I, I was actually listening to them earlier, um, just trying to sort of um, give various albums a go. So, yeah, um, Black Metal, the second album. Yeah. Which, which is better than the first album, maybe because the is slightly better. Um, but there's one track on it called Teacher's Pet, um, which, yeah, it's basically about a teenage boy who fucks his hot teacher.
0: Yeah. But it's ah, just, so like hot for teacher then.
2: Yeah. But like, you know, you know, we're, we're from Newcastle, so we're just going to go. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're having sex and having sixty nines and stuff and all that. But it's it's like, well, hang on, that's technically paedophilia now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any technically about it.
2: I know. I know. It's You know, you, you can say, yeah, that's, that's a teenage boy's fantasy and it's rock and roll, and blah, blah, blah. But I'm just the lyrics are pretty. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's just <laughs> that's fascinating. That's
0: I think I think what you say about the production though, I think it was probably the production that gave them the appeal because on the, on stage on Sunday at Bloodstock, their sound was actually really clear, wasn't it? It was yeah,
3: yeah, you know, but it, it just
0: made it sound really flat.
3: Yeah,
0: you know, it was almost too clean. And they, yeah, yeah, so just no yeah. boring. Not, I think, not, not I think
2: we're a band who, who did it for a laugh, and they just got caught out because a lot of people said, "Oh, you're really good," and I'm like, "Oh fuck, uh, okay,
0: we're, we're really not." <laughs>
2: We've uh, we've spawned something. We should probably continue. <laughs>
0: Fucking yeah, yeah. The less said about them, the better. Um, a more positive note. Orbit Culture. Oh I was yeah. Looking forward to them all weekend. They were they were very good, very tight, very yeah. Really enjoyed them. What did you? I don't. What do you think, Wolfman? I thought they were yeah. I
3: thought they were great. Um, they were just Yeah, that sort of sweet. I, I don't have to, Is he the main the main man from Sweden? Is he?
0: Yeah, Swedish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's
3: got that. Yeah, it's got that sort of. Yeah, Gothenburg sort of sound, but but yeah, but his own but his own little spin on it. And it was yeah, it was entertaining. He's a good front man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Um straight after them was uh was the, the probably the one true black metal band over the weekend Dark Funeral, yeah, on the main stage, who were um better than dimmy Borger. Yes, which is a start. Um I don't really know any Dark Funeral, um, but they weren't bad, were they? to be honest yeah i really
3: enjoy i thought actually out of those three mate most three de- uh, black metal bands they, they were the stronger one music wise uh, the only little uh not gripe but it, it was like in between each song there was a sound effect of like jangling chains yeah or, or you or you could or i mean you could sp- some old some old man with change in his pocket whichever way you want to sort of spit it <laughs> i mean it's just it, it was it was obviously trying to give amb- ambiances or like you know and and it was like the obligatory, I think second to last song. It was like everyone was like telling everyone to give everyone the horns and and tell it and shout Hell Satan, which I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: not. <laughs> it's just yeah, um, yeah. It, it was a bit Black Metal Spinal Tap, I suppose. Wasn't it? Yeah,
3: it was a little. But I think it, it was like yeah, he had a great what, well, he had a great voice. I thought in terms yeah. of vocal. I think the, the overall the bat. I mean the band is really good as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, they all they all look miserable and just it, it. That that was I mean, and uncomfortable and hot and just and yeah, it, it came out in their performance. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, that, that, musically though, they were the, definitely the, the most enjoyable out of those black metal bands. Yeah,
0: and um, and just one thing to mention, I noticed. I think during the last song, there was a little girl of about three years old stood side of stage, watching in a pink fairy dress, holding <laughs> a pink acoustic guitar which is one of the best things I saw all weekend. Watching <laughs> and roll. So and she looked like she was enjoying it. So fair play. Yeah. Uh, we went over and watched uh, Strigoi um, on the Sophie stage after that. It was like a late edition after someone pulled out, um, which is um, Greg McIntosh from Paradise Lost as his side project. Well, I was
2: his, his band, okay.
0: Um, Who we were very heavy, very yeah. doomy. They'd only played two shows ever before this first time they ever played in the UK um, they were I really enjoyed them and if anyone goes, goes on um, my Instagram feed on Merchant the Abyss I've put a video on it on there of uh, the slowest circle pit in history oh yeah which was it was, it was it, amazing, it was amazing especially the guy who was, who was uh, eating his eating his fucking fish and chips or whatever it was <laughs> <laughs> as he was walking around it so um they, they were good actually i thought they were uh, i thought they were enjoyable very heavy very you know yeah dark um very good sense of humor greg McIntosh. very sort of dry hmm. so uh um we caught a bit of killing joke after that didn't we well i'm, yeah. I'm not really sort of big on but they were um i suppose there was something different weren't they
3: yeah he's a, I mean he's a very enigmatic sort of Frontman. I mean, the, I've never really paid much attention to any like Killing Joke albums or listened to no, them. It's all very repetitive and like you know, it's a oh, how to explain. It? Just, it's it's more sort of a you know it's more of a chant or more of a you know it's like a giant like their songs are like a jam really. They're yeah. Just like improv, you know. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: But yeah, the, well, like the, it's, the, it's worth. Yeah. There's there's enough diversity over their career. I mean, I, I like them so. Yeah, they can be heavy. They can be really yeah. heavy when they want to be. Mm. So
0: they they were interested, and in, he's definitely worth watching. Jazz Coleman, oh, yeah. he's a loon. Um, mm. and Randy Blythe was was side of stage as well. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely loving it. So
2: oh, he's fascinating. I mean, yeah, I mean, must be an autobiography sometime due at some point. Yeah, well, That's Jazz really Coleman. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely be worth reading.
0: Um, and then uh, Lamb of God rounded it all off on the main stage. Who were they? Sounded huge, didn't they?
3: Yeah, they did. They were really good.
0: Just a a very, you know, the 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 right way to headline a festival slot. Just just fucking came in, nailed it, Mm. and left kind of thing. And yeah, really good.
3: Yeah, Phil does. Yeah, oh yeah, the pits were crazy. And there was uh, obviously Phil Demel who filled in for Willie Adler. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I think this. I think it must be the sixth time I've seen the Gods. And they every time they are consistently amazing. Yeah. um Yeah. The only I think the, <laughs> there was one. Uh, there was one point though where I found where like you'd look at like Randy was jumping off like the drum risers, which were even a, probably a little bit higher, obviously because it's the arena style sort of stage. And he literally had like knee braces, ankle braces, and you're like, yeah, like, mate, mate, you don't need to jump off anything. Just save your knees, save your ankles, because you're gonna fucking kill yourself. <laughs> you know, it's just like that's obviously the the, the um, responsible adult in me. But I mean, but they were just great. They were really, really good.
0: Yeah, they were. They were good. He's uh, he, he's, he's such a good frontman. right. Yeah. he just just the way he stalks the stage. He never stands still. He's you know, again for a man in his fifties, he just puts you know kids off his age to shame. Yeah. Um, cool. the last band we saw the whole weekend was the night flight orchestra who I thought was just the best way to finish a festival. It's best seen in in years in that sense. That was so, so good. So entertaining. If anybody's not familiar with them, it's um, speed from soil work. It's his um, AOR side project. Um, And uh, yeah, with, with, you know, a couple of female backing singers, a couple of guitar players, keyboard player, percussionist, a full on sort of AOR orchestra. And it was an, an hour of just, like catchy 80s hit after catchy 80s hit kind of thing. It was,
3: yeah, it was um, just shit joy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was just really, really enjoyable. After Lamb of God that was so in your face and, you know, to then go to night flight and an hour of just, yeah, like I said, just joy. And when they played West Ruth Avenue at the end of the set and this enormous conga was going around the stage and it was, yeah, it was just really good, really good fun and a great way to end a, to end a festival. Um, but again, we did. We went back to the tent. We had a bit of a wipe. Yeah, and we, went, we went back. We went back down <laughs> for the last for the last after party of the weekend. Um, much better DJ, more professional DJ this yeah. time. Yeah, Play, again, played the usual sorts of of metal and stuff. But a shout out to uh, the two pterodactyls and the shark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the pit. The seeing pit them, go, seeing them go around the circle pit was yeah. It, it, it all went too quick to be able to get a picture or a video of it, but it was. Just watching this circle pit from about 20 feet away and you could see, a, you know, a giant inflatable shark and two giant inflatable pterodactyls going round and round in circles at speed and their heads just kind of you know <laughs> bouncing as they went round. I think it's one of those things where to be there, but I was in stitches. Mm. Um, so, yeah, uh, and, and that was it. And mm. That was the weekend over and it was, um, I think overall, it's one of the best festivals I've been to, to yeah. be honest um probably since like wacken in 2007 i think i don't think i've enjoyed a festival as much in all that time so i mean i haven't been to many in the last decade to be fair but um i highly recommend i highly recommend people go next year i think you know i think it's reached a bit of a peak in terms of size and it it doesn't feel like it can really get any bigger yeah it's it's it's, it's, it's a, and it's
3: a nice Nice size yeah. as well, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was. I don't think it was completely sold out. There's probably you know a thousand, couple of thousand tickets available, maybe. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and just looking forward to next year's lineup. They announced a few bands. Um, two of the headliners: a Killswitch Engage and Megadeth. Um, and who else was added to it? Unto others. Yeah. Creeper.
3: It was really, really good. I mean, I've. I mean, I bought my ticket yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yesterday. <laughs> It was, um, also, yeah, yeah. shout out to Bean. Uh, he was, yeah, we, were, we were, he was really good fun. Obviously, he's, the, he's a, the drummer in the band. I mean, the grudge, he's, yeah, top bloke. I mean, a really, a, a cracking good time. Couldn't stop well, laughing. So. so you got your ticket.
2: You, you yeah, need to try absolutely. and get on your bill yourself.
0: We did
3: talk about that, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, hopefully by that, well, hopefully by that time, we should have some new music out. Well, hopefully... We are in the process of writing and getting getting stuff together. So fingers crossed it all it'll all come together. You never know. We you might see us next year on Budstock.
0: Main stage openers at 10 45 on the Sunday morning. That'd be great. You know, um, but yeah, next year, Killswitch engage Megadeth headlining. Uh and also added knocked loose, devil driver, decapitated, fit for an autopsy, king eight ten, Creeper, and unto others. So quite diverse, to be fair. Hmm so um
3: yeah yeah i mean that actually that was one of the things as well i found about generally that it was an it was a very varied bill i mean like something like download you get there's a there's not so much difference in in the 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 genre or of you know you i mean like with bloodstock you had like full-on black metal you had thrash you had you know you yeah. actually got the prop you got proper def you know you got all the subgenres in there and it was just a lot of variation and a lot of stuff like the especially like behemoth and stuff like that i probably would never consider going to see on uh, a regular gig but i thoroughly enjoyed them at a festival
2: yeah downloads and even sonisphere when it was on they didn't tend to go too extreme
3: yeah i think missing a trick to be fair i mean it's like you know you you need that you need that contrast you need that you know just it makes yeah more musical enriching sort of experience for everybody because it's like you have to, yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that's obviously that de- people are they're, they're not pandering, it's not probably not that word, but you've you know, they, they want to obviously sell tickets for these festivals. But throwing in the odd little or, or the odd like obscure bands or you know, like a, or some sort of like you know, deep cut sort of band that cult bands every now and again it wouldn't hurt because oh, you know, the, no. these things should be these things should be educational because like <laughs> you know, it's you know, get. Uh, you know, people that are getting into the music need to be sort of shown different different bands and and you know it's varieties of spice of life I don't, I'm yeah, rambling. For,
0: there, there was a lot of kids there as well wasn't there actually a lot of, small, yeah. lot of families with kids so um very well behaved kids i'll have to say as well you know it's, um so yeah you know like you said a musical education for a lot of people
3: yeah
0: so yeah all in all you know a, a really good weekend i can highly recommend it to anybody and who knows? I may be there next year as well. We'll see. Can't even think that far ahead. When are you going to take your kids? Well, we did, Freya would love it, but I don't think James would be so keen. And obviously, the, the, the price of tickets for, for you know four people. Oh, you know, well, one, one one kid. You know, just I, that would seem really unfair. But well, then, well, but then saying that, saying that, saying that, James, you know, James will want to go to football next year, so it, it might. Yeah, you, know, you, you balance it out. Yeah, yeah. But the one thing I will say though, I mean, we noticed this, didn't we? But by the end of the weekend, there were parents that looked like they were done.
1: Mm.
0: You know, they they it was great. They had their kids there and like that. But by the Sunday, I think late late on the Sunday night, when it in the after party, yeah. there was a guy pushing a pushchair around it, like yes. he was out doing the walk, trying to get the baby to go to sleep, walking <laughs> walking around. Was, I think music playing. What,
1: what? Okay, listen. Next year, if you buy my ticket. Right, I I I'll do the babysitting. You go off, you know, Padres thrash metal childcare service, yeah, the terrifying Um, fun and education. Mm -hmm. And uh, don't don't laugh, Wolfman. No one's going to leave their kids with you. They'll end up at a fucking Ed Sheeran concert. Oh
2: dear. Well, yeah, um, Padres crash
1: yeah oh god that sounds that sounds (laughs) horrendous
0: yeah that's this is all it's all getting a little bit sinister now i think um but yeah um how is it sinister what padre's crash no just the fact that
1: i'm me being around children i'm a fucking teacher what do you think i do for a
0: living i'm not i'm not saying a word i don't think i don't think we all really know exactly what you do for a living you're like Chandler from friends we just we're just not quite sure (laughs) <laughs> we think you teach but we just can't quite pinpoint it okay so um just just on a on a,
1: on a few few final notes not nothing connected with blood sock. i do apologize firstly wolfman we'll, we'll say that this is basically you checking in with your parole officer now <laughs> right so what have you done to make amends for your transgressions
0: oh uh what did i do
1: oh i ate well i ate paella rather than noodles all weekend
0: you did eat no noodles. no 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 the, it was to eat the noodles you did eat noodles oh i did oh
3: yeah so yeah day one i ate noodles yeah okay. um, i i think we gave oh I, oh
1: actually no did i give out some cards for the podcast yeah did, we, you, yeah, did we... you tell people about your sins
0: no you uh, know what it was just it, i think it was just talk, too but... hot to get that close to people yeah we didn't really talk to anyone which is not really weird. no
3: yeah it was it was a bit of a it was a bit of we we're just sort of enjoying each uh oh god I'm not gonna
1: say that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, I was we were enjoying each other's company, but we uh, have, we're didn't, enough, you know. what,
1: what are you gonna say next? You dropped the soap. No, no,
3: no.
0: Well I kept suggesting it, but neither of them would go for it.
3: <laughs> no. Um oh yeah, I think well we po- I posted uh, me playing a Wolf of Man at a guitar shop.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen that. I need to see it, please
3: uh oh, i figured out i did figure out how to play um oh what's the other one how's the jack bill yes I was <laughs> yeah. what was it i meant to ask actually uh, Padre. what is what was the, the the why would that song in particular because the...
1: i don't know just because it's a bit pants <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: i was, I was it's like you know there, there there are songs that you learn on the guitar because they're difficult and they're challenging and, and you'll learn a lot from learning them and then yeah. there are other songs that, you know, like that are yeah. a bit crappy, but, you know, oh, I'll just learn that for a laugh just because people might ask for it. Yeah. But then, like, who actually goes <laughs> seriously, in all honesty, who goes away and sits down and goes, right, I've cleared the afternoon. I'm going to start <laughs> learning the House of the built on the guitar. Firstly, no one's ever going to ask for it. Yeah. Secondly, no one wants to hear it. No. And thirdly, if you do play it, people will literally bottle you because, <laughs> you know, they'll be like, no, no.
3: So, yeah. I should. Well, I, I might do that I, should, I might go into a guitar shop and just play it and just see what happens
0: <laughs> there might be yeah, a, might be a it, sign that... above the door that says no house to jack built yeah that, that could be a new thing how many for the
1: podcast how many guitar shops can Wolfman get kicked out <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
3: I did do I actually did that in my, I did do that a couple of years ago well actually many years ago when I was a teenager where I went into every shop in um, Denmark Street and played Stairway to Heaven
2: in each one <laughs>
1: And got kicked out. Do you, know, do you know, be really good? Have, have you seen that? Um have you seen those videos where like uh someone who's really good at something trolls like a, a teacher? So like, you know, like there was that one where Gordon Ramsay dressed up as a an old man, he was up full on like latex face and everything and did yeah. a cooking class with another famous chef and the chef's like have you made Tortellini before? Because <laughs> he's just, like hanging <laughs> him up. Yeah, but you know, um, you should do that. Just just you know, book lessons with other guitar teachers. And he, oh, you you are picking up those uh those sweep that sweep picking really quickly. I've never <laughs> seen anything like it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I could do that.
0: <laughs> anything anything else you'd like to add? Because you know it's, it, you've got your form. We we've kept you caged for like three weeks. So if there's anything else you want to no no. I,
1: I thought this was quite funny. So you know you know I want to give a shout out to one of our friends of the podcast Norse Rage in Carolina, Ian. Yeah. Um, he's he, he put a post up on Facebook today. Um, which I thought was quite funny. Um, he said uh, finally catching up on Stranger Things season four and it's been awesome. But I noticed that Eddie has the Motorhead wing patch from that album Hammered on his Battlefest. Uh, now, we all know Hammered wasn't released until 2002. The costume designer says she aimed for total accuracy in their 80s outfits, his metal stuff in particular. But my, my suspension of disbelief is totally ruined. What a load of horseshit! I can't take this show seriously <laughs> at all anymore. Okay, so Ian in North Carolina is not happy at the fact that in the, Eddie from Stranger Things is wearing a, an anachronistic uh, metal patch and... Someone also pointed out that in the ti- in the lot in the timeline of Stranger Things, <laughs> Master of Puppets was released after, not before. I think it no, I think uh, it
2: was about a
0: month before yeah, was
2: yeah. it? Yeah, because it set it's in spring break, break, which was like late April apparently.
0: Yeah, and Master of Puppets came out in March, didn't it? Early March. Yeah. Okay, um, so that's that's
1: that that's maybe yeah. wrong. Oh, yeah, but
0: yeah. Still, yeah, yeah. still um, he learned it in a matter of weeks. Yeah.
1: yeah, and uh the, one more thing. Just get, st- sticking with our, um, our our friend Ian, he's he's come to the c- conclusion after he says after twenty years he's finally realised that um, Morbid Angel are vastly superior in compared to um, Cannibal Corpse. So <laughs> <laughs> again, I thought was quite funny. Um, I can't find the post now.
3: For but anyway, that, yeah.
1: So that, that was those two things. For me, that's, uh, that's, that's it really. And hemorrhoids. Yeah, so I just want to give Ian a shout out. We'll, we'll, we'll get him on the podcast at some point to talk about metal and career and stuff like that. So we
0: don't talk um, about this podcast. Yeah. So yeah, Anthony, would you like the floor? I
2: don't know, I haven't really got anything to say. <laughs> 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 um, and I know, probably could. I don't know. I mean, considering the time and stuff, but uh, no, I'm really. Uh, I've just been drawing and listening to lots of music and. Trying to discover a few new things. So a few new albums. Um, try not to hulk out over the current state of the bloody country. but. Um,
0: well, that's a whole different fucking yeah. story. I, I'm,
1: yeah. I'm sorry. I just need like. to want. I've got a bone to pick with Poor truth Bakery. £5.50 for a large pasta. Are you fucking shitting me? This is disgraceful. You know? It, and this is in Red Ruth. Who well, pays £5.50 for a pasting Radruth. Did it what? It's open. No, it wasn't even <laughs> large. It was, it was this big. It was it was it was it was in a front, you know. I mean, I'm sorry. And then I you know, go go back to idiots again. Yeah, just leaving hot barbecues on the floor on the beach and walking away. Oh, are people still doing that for fuck's no, sake. No one's gonna step on them, you know. Or on Portruth Beach as well. It's not as if there's not any, you know, there's a car park or bins or anything you can just put them up in. uh, But I was like, I I, I went to Portreith Beach on a Saturday evening for a quick swim and the the, the waterfront bar down the road must have had a live band in, covered band. I could swear I could hear Crazy Train (laughs) coming from the bar. It was only about six in the evening. I thought it was a bit early for that song. All
0: right. um, So next week, normal service will be resumed. Um, I'm not entirely sure what about, but we will be back to normal. And um, yeah, Padre, you can have your platform back.
1: I don't want the platform. I don't want to have to research anything. Someone else come up with something. <laughs> research? Since when do we do research? Well, you don't. I do. No. Well, <laughs> yeah. Some of us do proper jobs. I want <laughs> see how much marking
0: I've got. The red pen of doom. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll have to consult. It's not, mate,
1: it's, not, it's not just the actual physical act of ticking or crossing or underlining something. It's then coming up with a way of not calling them stupid and telling them... What they've done wrong in a nice way, and you know, kind of really harness like reining in my more visceral
0: qualities. So, yeah. it, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's all about inclusion, you, you've got to be nice to these people. I, I mean, I, considering, I am
2: considering, considering it's been about a month since the last normal episode, I mean, we've you know, it probably take the whole episode just talking about what we've been listening to.
0: Yeah, probably. So, you never know, it might be one of those. But, um, you know, if, if anyone wants to suggest any content because us three fucking idiots haven't got any, um, please feel free to get in touch so um but yeah until then catch next week
1: i don't know probably me- maybe something to do with solos i don't know
0: <laughs> drum solos
1: yeah go on then
0: <laughs> yes just, why don't the we just re- do an episode greatest, on drummers? the greatest ever drum solo can't wait for that episode
1: we'll do an episode on drummers
0: we could do an episode on drummers
1: yeah, oh, by the way, also, I I mistakenly watched a, a four-hour-long Queen documentary two nights ago. <laughs> Can you but,
2: mistakenly watch a four-hour
1: documentary? Well, you know, you kind of, like, you're flicking, you're flicking, right? And it's, it comes up on, like, I think it was either BBC Four or, I can't even remember which channel it was on. And it was, like, or, or Dave or UK History or something. And I watched the first episode and I thought, like, they're taking a bit long to get through, the, you know, because they spent, like, just an hour talking about Killer Queen. And um and, and I, I tell you what, I've never been that big of a fan of Queen. I, I think they've got some very good songs, but on the whole, I'm not like, I'm like I'm I'm ambivalent towards them. I don't I'm not a fanboy. But some of the people that they had basically talking on there, one of the one one of them said that Queen were responsible for 80s metal, mm. which I thought was a bit of a stretch. Like that, everything that was in the glam scene came from Queen. Not not that Queen influenced, but it came from Freddie Mercury. And I just think, and my first thought was, well, what about Kiss? What about Van Halen? What about?
2: No, yeah, no. Glam Glam metal came from. Is it glam metal? Didn't really come through the heavy metal timeline. It came from glam rock, T Rex, and and Sweet and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they were, yeah, your, your glam rock stuff, and it kind of went through punk rock. It, well, it was, well, it was indirect punk rock. Yeah. Come but from like that. the other thing I'll say yeah, is, well, my Haylen, wife made a very Punkish. good point.
1: My my wife made a very good point. She was like Queen of one of those bands who they'll release an album and there's only like one or two good songs on it. The rest of it's pretty pants. You know, they, so they, they, like, they they were a singles band. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and then she kind of said, "Well, that's a bit like Iron Maiden too." And I, <laughs> they're, they're, it's lucky there were no blades. Deport her back,
0: back to Canada. And you can take yeah, fucking yeah. Chad Kroger and fuck off back to Canada.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. That's it's so not yeah, just what I have the sicker It's just the sycophancy just the, the with the, the, the way these people who were like, you know, the commentators who were talking about Queen are like assigning as if like they were responsible for everything. And you're like, you know what? If, if they didn't write Bohemian Rhapsody, would people give so much of a crap about. Them.
0: Well, no, I tell you what, we're, we're, uh, let's, let's pick this up. Let's maybe let's pick this up next week. Cause this could, yeah. This could rabbit it on for fucking ages. So oh, maybe, maybe we'll, uh, Queen's
2: uh, place in metal history.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. We'll, we'll, no, not, we'll, not, not, I don't think we can do a whole episode on Queen, but. No, but we can, we can. A segment. We would we'll, we will discuss it. Cause this, this episode is now more false endings than a Caius album. So <laughs> <laughs> let's get on with it and fuck off. Um, so yeah. Thanks yeah. for watching. Catch you next week.